from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, David Pizzuto. Welcome everyone to CSI Today Talks right here on CSIToday.com and from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is season two, episode 25 here on CSI Today Talks as we debut our show on Monday, March 20th of 2023. Whatever day of the week you're listening, whatever time of day, we are grateful that you are here. I am your co-host, David Pizzuto, with another exciting show on tap. Uh, I am going to be joined alongside in just a couple of moments by Sabine Salandi, who is the TTP Program Manager, TTP standing, of course, for the Tech Talent Pipeline at the College of Staten Island. Relatively newer program that has existed for about a decade here in New York City. We're going to talk a little bit about what the TTP does and uh, some of the exciting things that Sabine's team is up to uh, at the Tech Talent Pipeline. Before we do that, we do want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast no matter where you are listening to us, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. There is a way to subscribe. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can get alerted to the many interviews that myself and our co-host Terry Mayers do uh, from week to week. We also would like for you to subscribe to our website at csitoday.com. Look on the right-hand toolbar. There is a subscribe button there. And by subscribing, you automatically will receive CSI Today This Week, which gets you caught up on all the great news and newsmakers going on at the College of Staten Island, including this podcast and all of our archived material. So we hope that you'll do that and will support us at CSI Today and CSI Today Talks. And now, without further ado, we want to get today's podcast started as we speak with Sabine Salandi. She is the Tech Talent Pipeline Program Manager, and she joins us now. Thanks again for being here. Thanks, David, for having me. Absolutely. You know, there's so much I want to talk to you about uh, today, Sabine, regarding the Tech Talent Pipeline, uh, what it offers to students, prospective employers, and so on. But before that, I'd really like to focus on you for a little bit. Can you tell our audience a little bit about you and your professional experiences and ultimately what brought you to the College of Staten Island? Well, the experience I think that ties most closely with what I'm doing now is I was a labor market analyst um, for a nonprofit in New York City, really working to see how underrepresented groups such as uh, Black and Latina men and women, low-income New Yorkers, um, were faring the labor market and where jobs, what, what jobs that they could f- could fill um, in terms of their employment employability. So. I I've actually started to look into um, doing some some researcher by training, and I'm a policy analyst. And so the kind of research I did was really um, quantitative research, and I wanted to get more involved in qualitative research. So I went into a UX research program, and then I met someone in that program who was uh, working at the College of Staten Island, and they let me know that there was a position here for a program manager. I applied, and that's how I got to CSI. 
Um, I'm originally from Staten Island, so it was great to be back at home, um, working, you know, in an environment that I'm comfortable in. Terrific, terrific. And, and how long have you been in the role at CSI? Oh, yeah, I've been there for two and a half years now. Oh, wow. Okay, great, great. You know, I love hearing and learning about all these roadmaps that our staff takes when, you know, to get where they are today. And, you know, for you specifically, Sabina, I know you mentioned some of the research work that, you, that you've done, and I would imagine you're relatively new to working one-on-one with, with students. Um, has that always been a focus of where you wanted to go to, to work with, with young professionals and students? I know you've worked with some groups, let's say, but were they in, in higher ed and, and things like that? Um, I haven't worked in higher ed, and it's always been a dream of mine to work in higher ed, and mm. especially on the college campus, because there's nothing to me more exciting than watching people learn, develop, and grow into their professional capacities. I mean, it's just, you know, you see someone come in shy, they're not sure what they want to do, they start exploring, and to watch that confidence build, and to see them connect to, to connect what they're learning to work, um, it's very exciting and very fulfilling um, yeah, to see that whole process come come to fruition, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, sure. And speaking of that process, you know, you're you're relatively new at the college. You know, even two and a half years is is still a relatively new time frame. And the actual program is is still relatively new. You know, um, speaking. You know, I, I think it it started almost ten years ago. The program as a whole. So I would imagine that the program itself is kind of evolving, and your role is kind of evolving. And there's there's kind of like this uncharted water, so to speak, that you're consistently navigating. Is that true, do you feel? Yeah, that, that's definitely true. So the program, did, uh, I would say the program started around uh, in New York City as a whole, uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. So uh, under de Blasio, he was noticed that you know, we have a tech ecosystem here in New York City mm-hmm. and that um, the employer businesses weren't employing New York City residents at the rate in which jobs were growing. And he investigated why that was. And what he discovered was that, you know, technology moves very fast and um, students and colleges don't necessarily move as fast mm. as, um, you know, as, as industry would like. And so he put together a program where employers can inform colleges um, about what their needs were in terms of um, tech um, professional skills and technical skills that students needed. And so, you know, the New York City Tech Talent Pipeline was born. And so it came to CSI um, in 2020. Um, and initially the program was a 18-month um, program. So, so what, we, what we do is we connect students uh, to employment, full-time employment and internships first. And the way we do that is there are four phases to the program. The first phase is a boot camp where they learn a full stack of the web development, you know, such HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and some tools such as AWS. And then from there, they go to career development and professional development um, to get some of those soft skills that they need, um, to learn how to talk technically about the projects that they've worked on. Meantime, we're in the background, myself, working with businesses to find businesses that are looking to employ students. Um, and so when the and then in April, we used to have we have a speed interview where the students were interviewed with the employers that we spoke to and got internships that way. Mm. Um, and then in the summer, they would go on their internships. And then after the internships finished, uh, we would give them one on one career coaching to get them into uh, full time jobs. The, um, we've changed that a little bit now. We have a new model. And so instead of having a one month boot camp, 
The boot camp will happen over the summer of 2023, and internships won't happen until the fall, until the next summer of 2024. Mm. So that's the, the big difference that's happening right now. But I they'll see. go through the same phases of training, career coaching, and employment. Great, great. And and this, I would imagine, Sabine, is taking place side by side with with their studies, correct? So a student is taking classes, doing all the stuff, and then the tech talent pipeline is kind of there side by side with them going through this. Absolutely. Great. So in the summer, they're not taking classes when they're sure, doing their sure. um, right. boot camp. But when the fall begins, they're taking career services and professional development workshops. At the same time, they're taking their classes. We try to do it during um, club hours to give students, you know, space for their studies. So we, we don't want to compete with that. And that's how we usually do it. Yeah, that's great. You know, over the last few weeks on on this podcast, you know, I had the pleasure of of interviewing Jeffrey DeRose from from the CSI Tech Incubator. Uh, my last interview was with Christy Brescia, who's the who's CSI's CUNY 2X advisor. And it's 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 great to hear because it's almost like the CSI Tech Incubator, while they while they are working peripherally with students, they're working really with outside employers and 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 entrepreneurs and startups. And and Christie's work is really entrenched with working one-on-one with students. And it sounds to me like the TTP is almost like that that oil in the machine that's kind of connecting both of these gears, you know, and and serving as that kind of conduit between workplace and students. So it, it really is a wonderful opportunity, Sabine, to be working with one-on-one with the employers, but also one-on-one with the students that those employers need to then matriculate into the workforce. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, Christy does a great job advising students um, on their careers and then you know, sending them over to us if they're interested in software engineering. Mm. And then also I do work with Jeffrey, like we'll, when we're looking for businesses that that need interns, I do ask him if he has any business that needs interns. And we have partnered with a mm. few of those companies in the past. And yeah, working with the students one-on-one, um, we really get to understand, you know, where the gaps are and, you know, gather the resources that we need to help them uh, achieve their career goals. So yeah, it's very, it's very exciting um, to get to know the students uh, really well. Awesome, awesome. It's good to hear that that synergy and harmony going on on campus too between these different offices. And you know, uh, like you mentioned, Sabine, it, the TTP is approaching its tenth year. It was a, a mayoral initiative. Um, I'm wondering, does is it does it exist on many New York City campuses or all New York City campuses? Where does CSI kind of fit in in that mosaic? Yeah, it has existed in several campuses in the past. So I know Queens College had it. I know Lehman College has mm. it. Currently, it's at Brooklyn College, John Jay, and the College of Staten Island. Mm. So so that's where it is right now. Great, great, terrific. And I would imagine it's your job. To, your job is really split into those two buckets that we, that we talked about. You know, bucket one is liaising with the companies uh, who are actually looking for interns or young professionals to hire. Bucket two is working with students who are looking to carve their path into working for these companies. Can you explain what you do specifically with each of those groups and how they eventually come together through your program, like how you make that that introduction? Yeah, sure. I, I'm the program manager, so I usually work with a team. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my team. I'm looking for new team members right now, so I usually work with career coach, and the career coach is really the student-facing part of the team. Mm. Um, so he, he or she is working uh, one-on-one with the students to get them ready for employment opportunities. Um, I, I'm helping gather the resources that they need. I'm talking to businesses 
and communicating the business's needs to the career coach and he's making sure that the students are getting are aligning their skills with what those businesses are, are looking for in terms of the college i've actually partner with a, a number of the programs to find students hmm. um, who would fit with the program um, because I think students are encouraged when the adults who in their lives at the school um, tell them you should do this. Hmm. This is something that you should do. So I'm talking about C-STEP, ASAP. I've reached out to all of those um, programs to partner with them to say, look, if you have students who are interested in software engineering, um, and a computer science majors, please send them my way. Mm. Um, so that's how I work with that there. Um, in terms of students one-on-one, I, I don't work with them one-on-one as much as a career coach does. I step in when I need to, okay. um, especially, especially if students need motivating. So what happens a lot with students sometimes is they don't feel that, you know, when you do something new for the first time, you feel a little bit like, I don't, I'm not sure this is who I am. Mm. And so sometimes I do step in to encourage them, like, this is definitely who you are. Um, you're just at this phase of it, and as you as you grow in confidence, this will become more and more who you are. Mm. Um, encouraging them that you know failure is part of the process, and that we have to keep going. Sure. Um, so that's how I work with students a lot. Um, the business side, um, it's really I'm gathering information. I first of all, do you want an intern? Um, uh, are you looking for software in- engineers um, now and in the future? And do they have someone who who can take who can oversee an intern's work and make sure they're getting the feedback they need to develop and grow within their company. And I, I don't know if I told you this, but we actually, um, it's actually very cost savings for companies to work with us because we actually, through the small business services who administers the program, we actually um, are able to pay for the internships. So mm. we pay a minimum of $20 wow. an hour. That's great. Yeah. For a number of the internships, I should talk about how much, how much, um, funding we get for this. Um, so in addition to paying for the internships, we also pay, the students are also paid $355 a week mm. um, to participate in the boot camp. Wow. So there's a stipend for the boot camp too. You're right. So, mm-hmm. so it's very encouraging for students to, you know, like they, they know a lot of students work and they can't give up work in the summer to learn. So this is an incentive for them to, you know, offset that, um, you know, what they might've made at a summer job. Mm. Yeah, that's that's great incentive, truly. And I did not know that. That's a that's a great perk. And and just the fact that the internships are immediately paid for, that's something that's very attractive to students. I know when I speak to them and they're looking for those internship opportunities, that's something that definitely piques their interest. So yeah, that's great. It's really a, a tremendous service. So Sabine, tell us why do or why should businesses partner with TTP? Um, because you know, we can save businesses time and money. Um, we do the recruiting for businesses. We pre-screen the applicants for their jobs. We train them in our boot camp and we match them, you know, and align them with their needs at no cost to them. Um, the other thing that we do is we streamline uh, the hiring process and it's more equitable. You know, we realign, you know, the, to what the tech businesses need to where the skills the students have to make sure that they're matched correctly. And also businesses get a chance to connect with an untapped pool of tech talent mm-hmm. uh, that they may not otherwise, you know, consider in the open market. Um, because, and there's also an opportunity for business to make a difference mm-hmm. um, here. You're developing the tech workforce in New York City. Um, you're connecting interns to employment opportunities. And these interns and these students don't necessarily have the professional networks that other 
uh, students from other colleges, from other states have. Um, and so this is really giving them the professional networks they need to build out their careers. And yeah. uh, what strikes me is that there's such a need for this, right, Sabine? I mean, I think about how business has changed since I've been in higher ed or since I was a student back in the mid-90s. The addition of social media now, comprehensive websites, remote work, entire data analysis divisions that have cropped up in businesses. The job market is expanding so quickly in tech that do you find it's almost hard to keep up with that with the industry demands or do you feel like we are keeping pace with things like the TTP? Yeah, what's really wonderful about, about um, TTP and the businesses we work with is that it's really a partnership. Mm-hmm. So we use surveys and um, interviews to gather information from the employers of the businesses on exactly what the needs are, what their needs are, their technical needs are. And then we're um, creating reports and um, talking to faculty at the computer science department about, you know, what industry is saying that the needs are, and they're updating the curriculum based on that. Mm. So I would say that, yeah, I, I, we're keeping pace because we have a, we have a process that allows us to do that. And, um, and the computer science department integrates what they learn into their, um, what they teach. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think it, it works out really well. Mm. Great, great. And I know you mentioned, you know, uh, programs at CSI and, and namely the computer science program. Is the computer science program the only program that can use TTP or can other academic programs get involved? It's actually, you know, it is for computer science majors, mm-hmm. but but um, if we don't get enough computer science majors in the program, we might look at other um, areas such as, you know, if you have a computer science minor or if you're working in, uh, if you have a getting a degree in um, IT um, uh, or anything IT related or anything computer related, we we will we will start to look at those students, um, you know, secondary as a secondary source. Great, great. Okay, that's that's really good to know. Um, I've had the pleasure of interviewing a few computer science students for articles that we've done, and and um, you know for for some other initiatives. And you know something that I find that's that's funny that. I keep hearing repeatedly from them is that some of them actually fear um, the discipline because they think, oh, this is going to be too math heavy or there's going to be too much technological jargon uh, to learn. And they're surprised by how well they integrate mm-hmm. into the into the curriculum and into the into the study. Can you offer some advice for students who are maybe sitting there on the fence and thinking, I don't know if computer science for me. I, I don't know if I know the lingo that well or coding scares me. It's like a foreign language. Can you offer some guidance for those students who might be thinking about it? I mean, what's wonderful about the computer science department is that how supportive they are. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of opportunities for you to practice um, speaking technically, learning the technical jargon, it just will come as you're doing the work itself. Right. And um, it's very um, exciting, actually, to learn something new, to speak another language, um, and to communicate in that way. And the computer science department does a really good job um, supporting students, um, you know, uh, through, through the process. So I would say that, um, you know, computer science, if you feel you know, excited about technology, if you enjoy technology, if you were a gamer when you were a kid and wanted to know how that works mm-hmm. or, you know, how to, how to, how these websites works or interested in business, the business side of things, like how do businesses use technology, you know, now and today, I, I would say give computer science a try or give you some insights into that. 
and the opportunity to um, talk to and speak to and work with people who are doing exciting, new, cutting-edge um, things and innovative things. And it, yeah, if you're an innovative person or creative, also another space, you know, where you can exercise those talents. Excellent. Excellent. So, so say I am a computer science student. Um, how do I hook up with the tech talent pipeline? Do, you, do they find you? Do you find them? How does that relationship get cultivated? We have a website. Um, unfortunately, it's a very long. Um, if you go to the computer science department mm-hmm. website, the college, there's a link there to, to us. And from there, you will see everything about the program. My contact information is there. Um, there is an application there for you to apply to TTP. So, you know, so just go to the computer science uh, website, look for the uh, link to TTP, and then you'll find our website and there you'll find the application. Excellent. Excellent. And what we can do too here for the podcast purposes is we can include that link on the, uh, on the promotion that we do for this, for this show. So if people want to click that link in the description, you'll get taken exactly to the website so we can, we can guide people that way. And, um, and Sabine, I know you mentioned, you know, working with employers and, you know, giving them questionnaires about their needs and working with them. And so I'm wondering, you know, where you might see some, some trends uh, for careers, you know, for example, I'm I'm the father of two young daughters uh, who I think have a good, you know, maybe six, seven, eight years until they think about careers or what a future in tech might look like. What's on the horizon of tech jobs out there now? What's hot? What's and what's to come? Well, software engineering is always going to be, um, though it's, it's all, always going to be um, the base of things. But I would say that right now in technology, a lot of people, I, I know you know this, are talking about. Um, you know, the AI and the machine learning. Right. Um, yeah. um, this is very big. And I think one of the things and challenges that tech has to face is how do we use, or software engineering has to face, is how do we use these um, chatbots and these new AI and machine learning techniques to enhance what they're already doing uh, with software engineering. Mm. So I think there's, a, there's, a, a, there's um, a moment of pause and learning here about, you know, how do we integrate all these things together? Um, you know, to make, you know, lives easier for everybody. Yeah, sure, sure. I recently read a book about uh, AI and, you know, how how many jobs are being taken over by artificial intelligence, but that there's still a growing need for those programmers to to make the AI to, to you know, for, for this wave of the future. So it's, you know, it's in some ways scary, but in some ways it's very, it's, you know, it's very optimistic out there because there are such avenues now that exist that, that maybe didn't for, for, for others who, for others before who didn't have this, this type of training. Yeah, because very important for computer science, I'm sure, and software engineers, and even is that the, what the employers are really, really looking for is that problem solving skill. Mm. You're able to problem solve if you're a problem solver, you're looking for critical thinking skills and, um, you know, human beings come with that. Right, right to, sure. to solve the problem. So yeah. that's always going to be in demand and in need. Um, communicate communication skills. You know how you communicate uh, what what you know to other people, and you know transferring knowledge. So those are the you know the key the key things that they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think you know the part of that comes with, and part of that is learned from doing, you know, integrative work experience and internships. So um, I bet you see more than most, you know, how imperative it is to get a good internship before you're ready for a career, because, 
you know, there are some skills that you can't learn from that textbook, and, and some of it is right there on the job as an intern. So can you talk about the importance of students to kind of think, start thinking about an internship and when they should start that process and, and what thought they should give to it? Yes, um, companies look for students who have applied the knowledge that they gained in school on real-life projects. Mm -hmm. Internships give you an opportunity not to just do that, but to learn how to work in a professional setting with a team, um, how to add value to businesses, and then it enables you to talk about that when you're going for your full-time employment. Right. Um, so it's really it's really essential essential to um, tech companies that you have an internship coming on um, that you're because you add value right away to their businesses when you're hired full time. Great, great, and uh, and Sabine, I know you enjoy in uh, you enjoy the day to day to, uh, of your job, but something I know you take a great deal of pride in is the success stories of of your cohorts. Can you give us an example or two, you know, specific or general uh, of stories that have had a personal effect on you or that really illustrates the power of your program and what it offers? Um, sure. First, I mentioned to talk about the success of TTP. Um, mm. So like 97% of our students, they do land internships. Mm. And that's very exciting. And students who go through TTP are twice as likely to land jobs after graduation. Wow. So this is how important the internship is. Sure. Um, in terms of individual students, I definitely can. I mean, I have one student who, I have to tell you, I, I love the students who come in and struggle the most because they end up um, the most successful. Um, the one student came in and was very disheartened by the program. He didn't feel like he was getting it, didn't feel like he was doing it. He complained all the time, this is going too hard, it's too fast, it's too... In the end... Um, you know, he persevered. He he finished the boot camp. He got his internship. Um, he reached out all the time. I would say one thing that makes a student successful is how often they reach out to us mm. when they're having a problem, when they're in a situation, when they when they feel or oh, they want to complain about something. They should reach out to us all the time. In the end, the students ended up working at um, Meta, wow. um, full time job at Meta after. Months and months of complaining about how he wasn't ready. He didn't feel like he learned enough. He felt like this, you know, it's just amazing to watch them grow, like I said, and develop and then land the job they want. And he came back to us and just said to us how, you know, thank, thank us for just, you know, not letting him give up, not letting him quit mm. um, and having him keep going. So that was very, very um, exciting, exciting for us to, you know, to see that he got it, that he got that from his failure. You can make it to where, you're, to where you want to be. Sure. That's what yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's really great and so so nice to hear. And that's something that I hear that re, that recurs with different offices is students who who think it's impossible, and then before you know it, they're uh, they're your your biggest success stories, and really, and then they come back, and then they're able to talk about the program uh, to others as well. And and the TTP is old enough now, Sabine, where uh, you know. Students have been placed in jobs, are highly successful. I was just looking at the website, for example, earlier this morning and seeing some, some, some folks who, who've kind of graduated from the TTP program doing incredible things. Um, so it's really so encouraging what some of these students do. And, and Sabine, something I hear so much about CSI and around CSI is growth. And, you know, while we have come such a long way, especially with this program, which is, again, still in its relative infancy when you think about it, there's still such a bright future. Uh, you know, can you talk about what's ahead 
for TTP? What kind of excites you about the program moving forward? Perhaps some events or, or programming that you have on tap? Yeah, well, what I'm working towards now, what I'm excited about is that we do have enough alumni now. Um, I think we to have students come back and talk to other students uh, about their experiences in the program and in computer science. Um, I like to, you know, try to form an alumni group. Mm. Um, also, with, with an alumni group come students who are already connected to jobs, and therefore they can network with students and get them their first jobs as well. So I, I think just keeping alumni um, connected to the school is really um, something that we want to do. Also, the other thing that's important is that one of the things CTP, one of the missions of TTP is really to think about um, the underrepresentation of some populations in the industry and how we can break down those barriers and um, include more people who are, you know, Black, Latin, women into computer science. Um, and so, you know, we recently had a panel of like of five women who are Black and Latin who are at the head of their games, their VPs and mm-hmm. um uh, founders and CEOs talk to students about their experiences and their journeys and their career and what career paths students can take um, into tech uh, and also to encourage them that just because you might not see yourself represented there um, as as much as other groups are represented there doesn't mean you don't belong there and that that is definitely a place where you can thrive and flourish as they have. And so that's very heartening. Um, it's one of the things that excites me about my role is that I get to do that kind of work. Yeah. And so, yeah, I want to encourage um, women and, you know, and people of color to please apply to TTP and look into computer science as a career. Don't, I mean, there are lots of careers, but a lot of people, get, a lot of people of color get tracked into non-technical careers. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope they think that TTP is an opportunity for them to try, you know, to, oh, computer science is something that they can try and can be part of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the key word there is is opportunity. And I think that's what your program does is it really gives that opportunity to many who either have no knowledge of it or aren't as experienced or or like you mentioned before, you know, maybe don't feel as confident uh, about it. You certainly you know, your program certainly helps them do that. So, um, you know, I commend you for all the work that you're doing, Sabine. And it's it's exciting to hear that you're excited about the future because that just means great thing. Great things for our for our students. Um, I know we're coming towards the end of our time here. A half hour goes pretty quick, but I do want to leave the floor open to you to discuss anything that you might want to include, or perhaps any parting thoughts you might want to leave with folks uh, about your program as we wrap up. You know, the floor is yours. Thanks, David. So sure. we are applications are open for our fourth our fourth cohort right now. Um, you can access the application on the website. Um, you know, if you've taken CSD. Uh, 326 or data structures and you're graduating um, spring 2024 or after, um, I think, you know, that's the applicants we're looking for. So please apply for TTP. Um, Just wonderful working within CSI, working with the computer science department, um, working also with the Division of Economic Development and Community Partnerships, um, you know, has been great for me and has been a, a wonderful place for me to grow and um, to connect students to um, employment. Well, really terrific. Uh, Sabine, I'm, I'm really grateful for you, uh, you know, jumping on and talking 
a lot more about your program. I'm, I'm grateful for our professional relationship and, and the fact that we're colleagues and, and, and that you're doing such great things. As an alumni of the college, I'm really proud of the work that all of our programs are doing and, and namely yours for really uh, you know, breaking down some barriers and really connecting our students to, to employment, which is so critical and so on the minds of our students these days. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you, Dave, and thank you for having me on. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. And that was Sabine Salandi, the TTP Program Manager, Tech Talent Pipeline, all the great things that it is doing for our students here at the College of Staten Island. So grateful for the work that Sabine and her team at TTP are doing for our uh, students here at the College of Staten Island, connecting them to the workforce, uh, some outstanding stuff there, and our students are all the better for it. So we thank uh, Sabine. We thank you for listening here to Season 2, Episode 25 on CSI Today Talks. Reminder that next week we will be rejoined by CSI co-host Terry Mayers, who will join us for another exciting interview as we explore the news and newsmakers going on at the College of Staten Island. No matter where you've listened to us from, no matter what day of the week, no matter what time of day, we are grateful that you've joined us. Once again, please be sure to subscribe to us on CSIToday.com and, of course, to this podcast to get updated on the latest and greatest and also all of our archived coverage. Thanks again for listening to this edition, Season 2, Episode 25 of CSI Today Talks. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.